Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary brought Jesus up to, the, up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At the moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Good morning. Let us pray. Holy God, we thank you for these days of Christmas and at this cusp of a new year. Help us to be faithful to you. Amen. In many ways, the story of the Bible is the same story that we see unfolding in the world today. There's nothing new under the sun. It's the story of people trying to live in peace. Meanwhile, a few tyrants make life unbearable. How long until peace reigns when there is a cessation of war and weapons? 
We were talking about this at Bible study this past Thursday, and it seemed to us that the likelihood of there being peace in the Middle East is about the same as a virgin becoming pregnant and having a baby. It might seem impossible, but with God, everything is possible. We need a miracle. We need a ceasefire. Sometimes we hear about the issue of semantics. When someone says, well, it's just semantics, they usually mean we're just quibbling over words. In fact, words are really important. Sometimes people might use words in different ways. And it might seem like we might never agree on basic definitions of words. It might seem that everything is relative. But I don't know. You know, one time I was at a used bookstore and I saw a book that I was always interested in. It's called The Art of War by Sun Tzu. And I got it and I read it. It's a very small book. And what I got out of that book, if you've never read it or if you have, he basically says one thing over and over again. The art of war is deception, lies. The number one way to make war on someone is to deceive them and then take advantage of them. So when wars happen, you can be sure that people will be spreading misinformation and lies. And I think that's one of the reasons why something like semantics becomes a challenge. Because there are so many lies out there that when we try to get to the truth, we've been told misinformation so deeply, so profoundly, it's like we're swimming in a sea of lies. And that's the reason why it's hard to agree on the truth. It's not that we can't use words the same way. It's not that there isn't truth. It's just that there's so many lies out there. How do we get to the bottom of things? The answer is actually very simple. We need to talk to each other. We need to talk to real-life human beings. The problem is that we have been told not to trust each other. That's part of the deception. If we can all be convinced to mistrust each other and to mistrust even small groups or even mistrust crowds of people, then they've won. But if we can learn to trust each other and talk to people face-to-face, including our neighbors, then we can become more critical of the lies that we are told. We can question the things that we are told through mass media. Consider our gospel reading this morning from Luke. Mary and Joseph take Jesus to the temple to be dedicated. When they do this, two very special people approach them. They are prophets. 
One is Simeon, and the other is Anna, a man and a woman, unrelated, both probably widows. We know Anna's a widow for sure. And even though these people don't have a, a special office, they're not priests, they're not Pharisees, they don't work for Rome, they're just ordinary people. They speak the truth more clearly than anybody else. They are sources of authority. And they're sources, they're trusted, they're trusted people. One of the things that happens when we, when we talk to people is you kind of figure out who exaggerates. You kind of figure out, eh, so-and-so, I always know that they're going to you know, put their angle on it. And that's okay because we learn by talking to each other and validating things, truth is, off, off, is clarified through networks, social networks, not the, not the fake ones on the screens, but real social networks, people talking to each other, like churches. We talk to each other and we know who are trusted sources of authority. Simeon and Anna were trusted. They weren't officially at the top. I mean, at this church, you can trust the official at the top, okay? But in other places, and I'm, I'm saying that with my tongue in my cheek because it's also true here, you know there are certain people who know what's going on. It's like that in any group. And here we have Simeon and Anna. And when they see baby Jesus, they know that he's special. They know that he's the one promised to them to bring about salvation. And it reminds us that there's a big difference between official sources of information and unofficial ones. Simeon and Anna are unofficial sources of news, but they know the real news. And so something to think about. Who are the Simeon and the Annas today. Do you know those people? If you don't, find them. Start talking. If you know them, I bet you could find more. Maybe you're one of them. And when we talk to each other, we discover the truth. You know, we did a funeral a few months ago um, for a non-member um, it was a family that sought us out. Um, that happens. People just look for a church in their, in their time of mourning and loss. And this funeral we did was for um, a young man uh, who died uh, tragically, and, and he happened to be homeless. Um, his sister organized a funeral for the family. And as we were preparing, she told me a story about her brother. She said, you know, one of the reasons he died was he died of a broken heart. Uh, he was in love once in his life. Their marriage was difficult. He had problems with uh, substances. And they were separated. And sh uh, during their time of separation, his, his ex-wife um, got, got COVID and died. It, one of the early days of the pandemic. And uh, she said, at the time, my brother was homeless, so they were separated. And um, I knew that he was in Skid Row, and I didn't know where. And I felt that, 
this is information that he would want to know. And so she went actually to Skid Row and she, she asked around and she found her brother. And she found him and they had a meal together. She asked how he was doing. And then she said, I need to tell you, you know, about your ex-wife, that she, she died. And he already knew. And she said, how did you know? He didn't have a cell phone. He didn't have a newspaper. He didn't have a phone. He didn't have internet. He didn't have an email. He had none of the ways of communicating the modern ways that we know about. She said, how did you know to her brother? And he said, you may or may not believe me, but I, we who are homeless, despite all of our problems, we know way more that goes on than you realize because we talk to each other and we share with each other. <coughs> Not that I would ever advocate homelessness as a lifestyle that we should have. However, it is humbling to know that oftentimes in any society, those who are at the bottom often have the clearest sense of the truth. Because when you don't have comfort to lean back on, when you don't have things to, to take away the pain of life, you have no choice but to see the truth. And we see that with Anna and Simeon, who lived in the temple day and night. They didn't have homes. They saw the truth most clearly revealed. This is another humble reminder to us of the truth that we can learn simply by talking to people, especially sometimes people that the world overlooks. They might have wisdom that we can deeply benefit from. When we say that we are saved by grace through faith, it means that every human being is worth our time to listen to, even and especially people we disagree with. If we believe in grace, then we have to believe in human beings. If we have faith, then we have to have faith in people. We are our only hope. We are the body of Christ. Galatians chapter 4 says that we are heirs. We are children of God. God is our Father, just like God was Jesus' Father. We make that same claim through our baptism and through faith. Because we are the body of Christ, we can talk to each other, we can lift up our heads, we can question what we are being told. The Messiah has come into the world. Jesus is the Christ and the King. And though Jesus died on the cross, he resurrected on the third day. We are his resurrected body. We are heirs of God and creators of peace. We are the voice of reason. We are a city on a hill. So let us go and be light and peace. Amen. Please stand as you're able for the hymn of the day. <laughs>